Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for September 8th, 2023. My name is Chris, I'm your host. It's a parade inside my city, yeah! They wrote me off, I ain't right back though. That's the problem, I ain't right back, let's go. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over the Cowboys matchup versus the Giants for this upcoming Sunday night. We're also going to be going over the contract extensions for Joe Burrow and Nick Bosa and what they mean for the Cowboys and their contract extensions for Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons. Uh, Real quick, did you guys watch that game last night for the Lions and the Chiefs? One thing I got to say is this, man. The those Chiefs receivers were bad. The Chiefs should have won that game, no doubt about it. You know, I know the Lions are a team that, you know, we have to look out for in the NFC. Uh, I know it was just week one. Me personally, I wasn't impressed at all. I know ESPN is going to be running with all these hot takes uh, come Friday morning because, you know, this was a darling team over the offseason and they just beat the Super Bowl champions. But that's not the same. The Chiefs aren't the same team that they were from that Super Bowl win. I mean, you talk about no Chris Jones and no uh, Travis Kelsey, especially with the receiver play that the Chiefs had. Man, look, I'm going to say this right now. If 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 they don't add some talent to that receiving core, um, Chiefs could be in for a rough season. Like They could be. Not saying they will be because I, I, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But the problem is, you know, with the Chiefs wide receivers, it's almost like the Chiefs front office is trying to make the job more difficult for Patrick Mahomes when, when you know, it shouldn't be the case. No matter who your quarterback is, no matter how good he is, you should try and make the job easier for him because, you know, I think that's just better for the organization as a whole. But, I, I you know, I think if they would have had Travis Kelsey, they probably would have won that game. I mean, the, the, the defense only let up 14 points, right? Like, I'm led to believe that the, the Lions have this explosive offense. I, I didn't see it last night. As a matter of fact, I feel like when they took the ball out of Jared Goff's hands, they had more success as an offense. You know, Jared Goff is a guy that, you know, there's there's a lot of people that believe that this guy's better than Dak Prescott. Me personally, I don't see it. I think he is a game manager in its highest form. Um, yes, he'll, you know, distribute the ball around and, you know, he'll, he'll he'll do what he has to do to manage the football game, but I don't necessarily see him taking shots down the field and trying to fit the ball into certain windows like Dak Prescott can. He's the better quarterback of the two, but it, it's just funny that right when they took the ball out of his hands and, and he was... I mean, the matchups that they had, I mean, they were going against rookie and second-year corners. It's not like they had, you know, Jair Alexander and Jalen Ramsey out there. You know, they don't have this really good secondary the Chiefs do. I mean, they they don't. I don't even think they have that great of a defense without Chris Jones. And he struggled against that defense. And so did the Lions offense as a whole. So that's a team we're going to have to look out for in the NFC. Um could potentially be a playoff matchup if we don't get this one seed. I mean, that could be the case. We could be going to Detroit or we could be going to uh, 
uh, uh, what's the other uh, division? NFC South. We could be going to Atlanta or New Orleans or one of those teams. So that's going to be something we're going to have to look out for. So, yeah, I mean, the game was entertaining last night. I, it, it just sucks for Patrick Mahomes because, I mean, he did enough to win that game. And uh, the offensive line did a really good job. They should have gave the ball to Pacheco more. I mean, granted, he is on my fantasy team. So that's something, you know, obviously I wanted Isaiah Pacheco to get more carries. But, like, when they got the ball in his hands, something good happened. Like, every single time. So, um, yeah, entertaining game. Good start to the season. And I can't wait to get started for the Cowboys season. Let's start off with the Cowboys offense versus the Giants defense. I think that there are some matchups that the Cowboys can exploit on this side of the ball. You know, my thing is this, right? I think that the Cowboys are going to run the ball a good bit this game just because I think that they can take advantage of some things. Like, I think that they can run the ball on the edges. I think they can run at Kayvon Thibodeau. I think they can run at Aziz Ojolari. And, you know, I think you have the personnel to be able to attack these edges efficiently. You have a Tony Powered. He's a guy that can attack the edge. Deuce Vaughn can definitely attack the edge. You know, so look for that to be the Cowboys game plan in this game, especially because when you have a guy like Luke Schoomaker, I think can block Kayvon Thibodeau, at least in run blocking reps, one-on-one, if need be. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is not that good of a run defender. Uh, and, and you know, taking him off the field, run, continuing to run the ball in him and uh, trying to get him off the field is probably the best recipe for success for trying to throw the ball on early downs, on first and second down. Uh, when you have a guy that they don't want to put out there because he's not efficient in uh, uh, setting the edge uh, against the run as a defensive end, now you take their best pass rusher off the field. That would be very good for our second best because Dexter Lawrence is their best pass rusher. Eh, yeah, probably. He's probably their best pass rusher. But that's besides the point. You know, I'm looking at these matchups on the outside. I would love to see the Cowboys go five wide, uh, like quite a bit this game. Like, all right, let's run five out there. See if they got guys that can uh, th- that can match up with our guys. I mean, their starting corners are Deontay Banks, rookie that that I like, um, and Trey Hawkins, who's a six-round pick. And then they have Adoree Jackson. And there's another guy that CeeDee Lamb took advantage of. I think his name's Holmes or something like that. I think that's his last name. But, I mean, I think that you're going to be able to go out there and, and, all right, cool, let's go out in five wide. Now I'm looking across the field, and I see three matchups that I like because they don't have the personnel to keep up with our guys. You know, so I think that there's going to be matchups that the Cowboys can exploit uh, on this side of the ball. And to me, it's all about scheme, right? Like, so you're going to see Wink Martindale for the Giants. This guy is going to throw the house at you when it comes to blitzes. He's going to throw exotic blitzes. Uh, He has a lot of different blitz packages that he's going to throw at you. And he's going to stay consistent at throwing these blitzes at you, which is why I really like this matchup for the Cowboys because Dak Prescott is a guy who is really good against the blitz. Over the past two seasons, he's tied for the most touchdowns against the blitz next to Patrick Mahomes. So this is a guy that can deal with blitzes. Um, And especially because when you're sending so many guys, you're going to have to play that cover one, cover zero. Oh, we're going to be able to take advantage of that big time because now we have guys who can legitimately stretch the field. We have a play caller who's going to take advantage of, uh, you know, the defense being over, overly aggressive. I, I expect that Mike McCarthy is going to have a very, very successful first day at the office. Now it is supposed to rain out, uh, in East Rutherford. I believe that that's the initial forecast for this game. So that's going to be something to look out for. But ultimately, I think the Cowboys are going to have enough success 
throwing the uh, the football even in the rain because this is not a secondary that's going to really haunt you. Now, like when we talk about the 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 strength of the Giants, which is their defensive line, that is a legit defensive line, no doubt about it. Legit as they come, um, one of the best that you're going to face all season. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Thibodeau, uh, Ojolari. You know, I mean, that's a legit defensive line. And especially if you're without Tyler Smith for this game, I think that's going to hurt. But at the end of the day, I do expect that the Cowboys are going to be able to have enough success uh, on offense, even without a Tyler Smith. Because here's the thing. Every off, damn near every offensive line has one guy where you're just like, yeah, that dude is not good. And, uh, you know, that might have to be the case for the Cowboys on Sunday night. Hopefully it's not the case for them going forward. You know, I know Tyron Smith's on the injury report, but I, I expect Tyron Smith to play on Sunday. You know, again, I I, I don't really pay attention to injury reports. I, I, I don't. Like, I, I see it. I see who's on there. But if it's not something that's been, like, reported, like, if if there's video of Tyron Smith leaving practice, uh, you know, limping or something like that, then, yes, I take that into consideration. But when you talk about, okay, you know, you didn't really hear anything or you didn't really see anything about Tyron Smith having a gruesome injury or whatever it may be, or or even, you know, a, a slight injury, then I'm not necessarily paying that much attention to the injury report and, and seeing his name on there. Teams do this all the time. They put guys on the injury report uh, to try and throw the other team off sides. But I mean, these are NFL coaches. They understand what the deal is. They're going to they're gonna prepare like they're playing against Tyron Smith. And if they're not playing against Tyron Smith, cool. <laughs> we'll just we'll just uh, you know be ready for for awesome Richards. But I think Tyron Smith will play. Don't know about Tyler Smith though. I don't know about Tyler Smith. And my thing is, I want them to play either TJ Bass. I want them to play TJ Bass. To be honest with you, a left guard. Will they? I don't know. I don't know. I think they might roll out Chuma Doga out there. And again, I don't think that that's necessarily like a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I don't like having Chuma Doga out there, but at the same time, if you have an offensive, here's the thing: the offensive line last year dealt with a lot of injuries, and you know, yes, you had Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotich, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith playing on the same offensive line. You had those four playing on the same offensive line together. Uh, I mean, granted, Terrence Steele went out. You're going to have Terrence Steele, but. You know, you had Tyron Smith playing out of position. There was uh, that game against Washington where Biotic went out and you had to play Connor McGovern at center. And then you had to play uh, 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 Forniak at left guard. You know, so there were situations like that that arose for the Cowboys, which really hurt their offensive line. But I, I think that come Sunday, even if you have a Chuma Doga or a TJ Basson, I think that this offensive line is going to be perfect. Or I wouldn't say perfectly fine, but I think they're going to be more than enough to beat the Giants. I mean, the Cowboys beat the Giants last year in New York with Cooper Rush as their quarterback, Matt Forniak, and no, Connor McGovern wasn't playing. Yeah, Matt Forniak is their starting left guard, and Tyler Smith is their starting left tackle. And they were able to run the ball effectively on the New York Giants that game. So to me, again, and that's why I'm so confident about this matchup. Like, I, We always beat this team. We always beat them. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not like too worried about this matchup. Like, I think the Cowboys are going to go in and handle their business on both sides of the ball. You know, and, and to me, you know, when it comes to this offensive line as well, you know, like if, if Tyron Smith's 
struggling with Kayvon Thibodeau out on the edge, that's why you bring in Luke Schoomaker. Okay, Luke Schoomaker, go help out Tyron Smith. You know, Luke Schoomaker is going to be such an asset for this offense when it comes to blocking. Like, this guy is is legitimately a guy who can be a George Kittle-like blocker. Like, that's how good this guy can be as a blocker. I mean, we saw it during preseason. You guys see some of the reps that he had against Tyree Wilson? He was doing a really good job against Tyree Wilson. So that's going to be something that the Cowboys uh, are probably going to utilize come Sunday. But overall, just like as an offense, to me, it's going to come down to execution at the end of the day. Your offense is more talented than their defense. You have good matchups all over the field, especially out wide at wide receiver. And I think you're going to be able to run the ball effectively. And again, attack the edges. So if the Cowboys execute, oh, they'll have plenty of success on this this offense. They they might put up thirty plus on this. Or I'm sorry, on the defense. Uh, they might put up thirty plus points on this defense. I mean, that's how that's how much of a favorable matchup I think this could be for the Cowboys. But again, it all comes down to execution, being disciplined, not committing boneheaded penalties, and you know a, a smart game plan by Mike McCarthy. And and I don't think you have any problem winning this. Uh, or, um, yeah, we're winning this game. But you know, being successful on 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 offense. You know, like when you go back and watch the tape of the Giants and the Cowboys last year, man, there were some things that Kellen Moore should have taken advantage of. I mean, though, there were times where the middle of the field was wide open and they didn't even want to test the middle of the field. Uh, you know, there were just multiple things that game where I just look back and I'm like, come on, Cowan. Thank God that guy is elsewhere right now. Seriously, I'm so happy that guy's not our offensive coordinator anymore. So let's move on to the Cowboys defense versus the Giants offense. So I think that the Cowboys defense is going to have a lot of success against this offense. I mean, you're talking about a defense that had a lot of success versus the Giants offense two times last year, and the Cowboys defense has gotten better since then. Jonathan Hankins uh, didn't play in that game versus New York, New York on Thanksgiving. Uh, he also, or um, the Cowboys also added Stephon Gilmore. We know about that. They added Mozzie Smith. Um, I just think that this defense is a really damn good unit, and I I have a lot of respect for the Giants' offense. I do. I think that Dable does a really good job getting more out of his players than what they probably are. Um, they use a lot of pre-snap motion. They try to deceive you at the line of scrimmage. They're going to use Waller a lot. Expect Waller to get a ton of targets. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm keying in on Waller, and I'm making Daniel Jones throw the ball to these other receivers. Because on the outside, they have Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodges. I'm sorry if I'm not worried about that. I'm I'm sorry if I'm not worried uh, about Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton when we have guys like Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore on the outside. I think that they're going to have a very good day at the office, um, you know. But when you look on the inside, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, um, Sterling Shepard, they have guys on the inside there, along with Darren Waller. So that's where I think a majority of the focus has to be. If you're the Cowboys, the middle of the field, the tight ends, the slot receivers, because that's where their best personnel is when it comes to them throwing the football. When it comes to them running the football. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley obviously is, I think, the most talented running back in the game. I think the Cowboys did a very good job against Saquon Barkley last year. There was that one big run that he had on that Monday night game. But other than that, the Cowboys had success against Saquon Barkley. And this is all going to come down to stopping the run, which I think the Cowboys are going to be able to do. I think that they have better personnel when it comes to their run defense this year than they had last season. Hankins is a guy. You know, Mozzie Smith is a guy that they drafted. Obviously, we know that. You know, and, I, and here's the thing with Mozzie Smith. I think he'll probably get about 20 snaps this game, which is fine. 
because this is a guy that was playing a ton of snaps during the preseason. And the reason why they did this is because they wanted him to be better conditioned for the regular season. So, yeah, like if you can go out there and play 50 snaps in the preseason, can we get your best 15, 20 snaps during the regular season? And that's the thing with defensive tackles, right? I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. I've already talked about this. Defensive tackles develop over time. Like they take some time to develop. They're not going to come in right away and and be like that. But again, like when we look at the matchups, I think that there are more matchups that favor the Cowboys on this side of the ball than there are uh, matchups that favor the Giants, right? Look at the offensive line for the Giants. You're going to be able to take you're going to be able to take advantage of this offensive line. You're going to have a lot of success. This is one of the weaker offensive lines in the league, and you're one of the best defensive lines in the league. You know, especially when it comes to pass rushing, even if that means Sam Williams isn't playing this week because of the the turf toe situation, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is because yes, Sam Williams might not be playing, but you still have Micah. You still have Demarcus Lawrence who did work against Evan Neal last year. You still have Oso DiZu on the interior, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. You're going to be able to get to the quarterback. And this goes back to... You know, when it comes to the receivers, one thing that the Cowboys are going to have to do is they're going to have to disrupt timing. You know, and if they're able to do that, I think they're going to have a lot of success. If they make Daniel Jones have to hold hold on to the football for a a second or two longer, I think that's going to be really crucial for this pass rush. If if they're able to do that, they're going to rack up a lot of sacks this game. Because again, this isn't a good offensive line. I mean, you know, they have Andrew Thomas on the uh, outside at left tackle. Very good, very good, special, special player. Evan Neal, maybe he's improved from last year, but even still, I, I don't think he's going to improve to the extent to where he's a significantly better player than he was last year. Maybe he's better than last year, but I don't think that's going to be you know, much to worry about for the Cowboys. John Michael Schmitz is a guy, but he's also a rookie as well. This is his first NFL game, and he's going up against a, a defensive line that has a ton of veterans on it. So, yeah, when it comes to this matchup, I'm not worried about it. I think the Cowboys are going to dominate at the line of scrimmage. And that's where games are won, right? In the trenches. And I think the Cowboys have such an advantage on this side of the field that, you know, I I, I think that that's going to cause some real problems for the Giants offense. You know, but Dable and Kafka could do a really good job of working around that. But, I mean, against, here's the thing. They do a really good job working against that, but, the defenses that they went up against, they weren't Dallas. They weren't Dallas. They weren't this talented. So, um, again, like just like the offense, I expect the Cowboys defense is going to have a very successful first game in the office. So Joe Burrow and Nick Bosa just signed their extensions with their respective teams. Now, this has a lot to do with the Cowboys because they have a quarterback that they want to extend and they have an edge rusher that they're going to extend next season. Okay, so... Let's start off with Joe Burrow and and Dak's deal. I said this, Dak's going to wait for Joe Burrow to get his contract done because it makes all the sense in the world. Why would Dak Prescott want to sign an extension in March before all these quarterbacks' contracts are up when Dak Prescott has more leverage than any one of these quarterbacks? I know there's going to be a a hater fan typing on his keyboard right now. Dak sucks. He can't get it done in the playoffs. Relax, little bro. Relax. Hear me out. Um, This is why Dak Prescott has way more leverage than all those guys. Because when you talk about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has two years that the Eagles could use franchise tags on. 
You know, so they had him under contract for this season. Then they could have franchise tagged him. Then they could have franchise tagged him again. So that would be three more seasons that the Eagles have uh, Jalen Hurts under contract, including this upcoming season. Uh, The Chargers with Herbert, first round pick, fifth year option, two franchise tags on top of it. And they're already, you know, he's already playing this season. So they would have four more seasons with uh, Justin Herbert. Same thing with Joe Burrow, fifth year extension. Two franchise tags under contract for this year. They had four more seasons with him uh, to start this season. Doc Prescott, on the other hand, has this year and next year. Next year where he's getting a $60 million cap hit. Those guys aren't dealing with that. You know, Joe Burrow doesn't have a $60 million cap hit for next season. Neither does Jalen Hurts, neither does Justin Herbert. So when it comes to that standpoint, those teams had leverage over those quarterbacks because they could they could continue to franchise tag these guys. They they could uh use that fifth year option on them. They can't do that with Dak Prescott. And he has he has a no trade clause, he has a no tag clause and he has a 60 million dollar cap hit. He's in he's in great position. You know, like when you hear Kimberly Martin on ESPN, oh, well, all these other uh, uh, quarterbacks want to get, or all these other teams want to get their quarterbacks extended. Why don't they want to do that in Dallas? They've said it about about ten times this offseason. Open your fucking ears, okay? Open your fucking ears. Uh, they've said it about ten times. We want to extend Dak. One day we're going to wake up and the extension's going to be done. We want Dak here for a long time. We believe in Dak Prescott. I mean, how many things do you need to hear from this team to, for you to understand that they want this guy as their quarterback? Open your fucking ears. I, I, it's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Um, so, I mean, look, you can talk about you know Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts being better than Dak. I, I'm going to say this right now. Jalen Hurts is not better than Dak. I, 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 literally, those words cannot come out of my mouth without following up with saying he's not better than him. Uh, continue to say that. I will die on that hill. But that's besides the point. Um yeah, I mean, look, I think that Dak will probably get his extension done within next month or two because, again, it makes all the sense in the world for Dak Prescott to wait for these guys to get their contract extensions. But you want to know what? If I'm Dak and I, I believe in myself to the extent that I think he believes in himself, I think it would be a very good idea for him to go out there, ball out this season, have success in the playoffs, say, hey, Trevor Lawrence, you want to know what? Get your deal done. Go get your deal done, man. No, you deserve it. You're a great quarterback. Justin Fields is as good as everybody says he is. No, Justin, go go get, go get your deal done too. You know what I mean? You deserve that money. You're good. You're good. You're a good player. You trying to tell me that that, that contract's not going to be in the high 280s, low 290s if Dak Prescott wants to, or if uh, Dak Prescott waits for those guys to sign their extensions? Easily. Easily in the high 280s, low 200s, or low 290s. Easily. So, uh, But it, it depends. How long does Doc want to sign with this team for? Does he want to sign for four years like he did last time? Does he want to say, hey, you want to know what? This is probably my last contract. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sign for five or maybe even six years. Uh, that I think that's something that's on the table as well. I don't know if he's going to take a six-year extension, but I, I think that that could potentially be the case. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I want to talk about the Nick Bosa contract. Um, Nick Bosa got five years, $175 million. So that's the floor for Micah Parsons. Um, and and again, you're talking about 
salary cap always goes up. You're going to have to pay these guys a boatload of money, these edge rushers. So you, I think you could be looking at 185 for Micah Parsons, five years, 185. I mean, that's I, – and, and you want to know it's funny. I don't think Cowboys fans are going to have a problem paying Micah Parsons. They have a problem paying Dak, but they don't have a problem paying Micah Parsons. I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from because Micah Parsons is one of the best players in the entire NFL. I mean, he just is. He's the best player on this football team. So, I mean, I, I understand where people are coming from with that. But, yeah, it's going to be a big contract. It's going to be a monster contract. It's going to be it, it, it's going to be crazy. So, you know, buckle up for that. But you know what? You know what? Uh, Rome from Cowboys Fan Talk made a great point. He said Nick Bosa got Dak Prescott paid. And it was a great point because what, what he's saying is the Cowboys need to, need to do something with that $60 million cap hit that Dak Prescott has next season. Like, they need to do something with that. And because they need to do something with that, that's going to get him paid. I understand where he was coming from that. You know, because Micah Parsons is going to have such a big contract, you got to do something with Dak Prescott's contract to offset that uh, upcoming Micah Parsons contract. So um, interesting times to say the least when it comes to these contracts. And uh, I look forward to getting these deals done so we can... You know, we, we, we could talk about something else, but then something else will come up. When Doc gets extended, it'll be something else. You know, when, when Micah Parsons gets extended, it'll be something else. So uh, it is what it is. That's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. If you haven't already, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure to leave a review if you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may, wherever you may be listening to this at. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, big weekend this weekend for football. You know, I, football season, my favorite time of the year, you know, starting around 10 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, I'll be watching college game day or big noon kickoff, then college football all day, got a nice slate of games, got the Colorado game, the Miami, Texas A&M game, uh, Alabama, Texas, that's going to be great, USC, Stanford, so uh, and then the next day you got a nice slate of games as well, capping off with the Cowboys uh, on Sunday Night Football, so I can't wait. Got a three-day weekend. Can't wait to get this thing started. Um, I will see you guys in the next episode, though. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.